Welcome to the Sunday Monday Show, a podcast about being bold in faith, work, and life. I'm your host, Jane Kennedy. Let's get down to business. Hey there, welcome back to the Sunday Monday Show. Jane here. And before we jump into what I think is a really, really cool lineup of guests over the next few weeks, um, I wanted to jump in and talk about something that I've been thinking a lot about over the past few months. Um, And that is that idea of just taking things one step at a time. I think many of the people who listen to this podcast, um, many of my friends, you know, we're all planners. We really like a plan. I love a plan. Um, I feel like I've always been the person with that like one year, five year, 10 year plan. Uh, I'm in business school and last year um, I was voted the most likely to have a 20 year plan, which I I do not have. Um, But I think it illustrates this point well that there is a security and a safety that can be found in having a plan. Um, And I think plans are good. God does encourage us to make plans, to be prudent, to be wise. Um, But what I've realized a lot already in this year of 2023 is that, you know, we need to hold those plans with an open hand because plans can have the temptation of becoming an identity for us. In Proverbs 16, Uh, chapter 16 verse 9 uh, we hear the human heart plans the way but the lord directs the steps right so while we can have plans and while plans are good especially you know when it comes to making good decisions that have good long-lasting impacts on us and on our lives it's a good thing to have plans Um, but something i've struggled with a lot is how to hold those plans with an open hand so that if those plans get wrecked and when those plans don't necessarily go the way that you hope um you know, how do we respond to that, right? And how do we trust that God has a better plan and has more perspective for us? Um, And I feel like this is the lesson that I relearn every few months, at least once a year, (laughs) definitely every few months, um, where I might have a plan for something or an idea of how something's going to go, and then it doesn't necessarily go that way. So what I want to share are some things I've been praying about um, and thinking about a lot over the past few months when it comes to taking things one step at a time and you know being prudent, not saying you know not throwing plans out. You know we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, um, but really how I've been striving to make plans, um, but with an open hand. Um, and I think that there are some things that have been helpful for me that hopefully are helpful for you if this is something you are going through right now. Um, And the first thing I would say is that in order to hold our plans with an open hand, uh, we really have to have trust in God. I think that for a long time, I really thought that trust was something I had to just kind of like grit my teeth and clench my fists and like force it, right? Like, Jesus, I trust in you. I trust in you. I trust in you. Um, And while that can be helpful, we have to remember that trust is a gift and it's a it's a gift of grace. Um, and so in order to grow in trust of God, you know, we just need to ask. We need to say, Jesus, like, I am struggling at the moment to trust in you and to trust your plan. Um, and I just invite you to pour out the grace of trust into my heart and into the ways I'm making decisions um, and into my daily life. Help me to trust you. Um, we need to be able to trust God in order to relinquish our plans to him. One of my favorite, well, I guess two of my favorite verses are in Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 to 9. Um, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. I think it's really hard sometimes to trust 
in God because we don't see the full picture. Um, but when we are able to act from a foundation of trust and act from a foundation of reliance on God, we're able to really remember that he has a perspective we do not. Um, God's perspective is so much bigger and it encaptures like not just who we are and our dreams and our desires in our lives, um, but the lives of the people around us. And he sees so much more than we do, right? You know, we, he sees the human heart and he, he knows what we need um, and he desires to provide that for us. Um, so remembering that he has a greater perspective is a really good way to build trust. Another practice that I do most mornings is I just invite God to, to love me um, and to surprise me. Um, so every single morning, I'm like, Jesus, I give you permission to love me today. And I give you permission to show me how you love me. Um, the Lord is a gentleman and he's not going to, you know, force himself onto you and force his love onto you. So when you open your heart and invite him to love you and to surprise you, I guarantee that you will start to notice ways in which you're being loved really well um, by God. And so that's a great practice I love is just inviting the Lord to love me and then to show me how he loves me in each day. Um, and one other way to build up trust is just to ask God to remind you of his faithfulness. So where was he the last time that you experienced a change in your plans? What was he doing? Where was he? How was he working? Um, when we think about our past, we're able to even more completely trust the future because when I look back and I see all the times, many, many times, my plans were, you know, exploded and thrown into the fire, like, um, and I felt like I had to start from scratch, like, every single time, God has been so faithful, so faithful to me, um, and so I can use that, right? Like, I have evidence of God's goodness in my life, and so do you. So when you're struggling to trust, take some time in prayer, go to adoration, and just say, Lord, where were you the last time something like this happened? Um, and remind me of your faithfulness because we have tiny little memories sometimes and we totally forget how good he is. Um, and this is a great way to remember that. The second way I would recommend, you know, striving to hold our plans with open hands is to remember that God does not ask us to do anything more than what we have in front of us today, right? This is kind of this whole idea of taking things one step at a time. Um, in the Our Father, one of my favorite lines is, give us this day our daily bread. We don't have to worry about the past. Um, we don't have to worry about the future. Um, all we have to worry about is today. In Matthew chapter 6, verse, 30, verse 34, we hear, do not, Jesus tell us, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. So what is God calling you to do right now today? What is your state in life? Um, is he calling you to be a fantastic employee, to love on your team well, to be a good teammate? Um, is he calling you to love your family in a new way? Um, is he calling you to be a good student, a good friend, um, a, a great missionary? What is he calling you to do today? And how can we do that to the best of our abilities? Because we can't control the future. We cannot change the past. And so all God asks us to do is what's right in front of us today. And when we try to solve everything today, right, to figure everything out, to understand it all, all we do is increase our anxiety and our fear. When we live in the past, we experience hurt, disappointment, anger, and regret. When we project ourselves into the future, we experience anxiety and worry about what is to come. But Jesus is with us here and now, and he is not asking us to live in the past or project ourselves into the future. And a way, to, the, a way that helps me kind of stay in the present is just thinking about some of the hardest and most difficult seasons of my life and where God poured out love and surprises and incredible graces when I was least expecting them. 
um, I remember how quickly things have changed in the past, and that's because God is sovereign. He can do anything. Nothing is impossible, right? So we don't have to worry. We don't have to fear. We don't have to regret. Um, He gives us total freedom to live today without anxiety, fear, and worry. Um, And so this is a way to, you know, just take things one step at a time is to think about what God is calling you to do today. Um, How can we do our best with what God has given us, with where he has called us, um, to love those around us well, to pray, to go to mass, and then to seek and receive the joy that is set before you. Um, God gives us a life of joy. And I think when we're walking through seasons of, you know, transition and disappointment or hurt or sadness, it can be really hard to be open to the joy that God has for us. But he has so much joy for us in every season. And when we focus on the day in front of us and the moments in front of us and the people in front of us, that joy becomes apparent and we can receive it so much more fully than when we're distracted and worked up about all the other things that we feel like we need to handle, which again, God is in control of. The last thing I want to suggest for holding your plans with an open hand, holding our plans, I'm in this with you, with an open hand, um, is to dream with God. This is something that is very hard to do, especially when you're struggling with the loss of your plans. Um, But give God time and give yourself time um, and then invite him to reveal new dreams in your heart. I did a podcast a couple years ago, an episode, I think it was called Dreaming a New Dream in the Midst of Heartbreak. And so much of what we talked about in that episode is true, right? Like when something, when a plan goes awry or disappears, there's a space for new dreams. And it can be really, really hard if you're in the midst of sadness and suffering and heartbreak to recognize that there is actually good coming out of this as well. Um, But God wants to work new dreams in our hearts and everything he does is for our good. Um, And so... If you know your plans are getting wrecked, it is just an invitation for God to move and to work and open up new avenues for us to love, serve, and praise him. So as you're getting to healing, again, this is not something that really happens immediately. It takes time. Um, and if I've learned anything, it's do not rush the process of you know grieving and releasing those plans that you might have had because we are not in control of you know how long it takes for us to be able to be great and be okay again and um, you know dream and be 100%, but we can invite the Lord to heal us. And as he heals us, allow him and invite him to share new dreams for our hearts um, to be open to those. I think ultimately, you know, what I've come to embrace and what I've desired to really believe in this season and what I know is to be true is that ultimately God is working for our good. The daily reading from yesterday um, uh, was Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Um, and something that really, really stuck out to me, which was this idea that, um, you know, St. Paul says, for the sake of the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising its shame, and has taken his seat at the right of the throne of God. Um, And that idea of like, for the sake of the joy that lay before him, right? As much as we suffer, as much as we are disappointed and wish that our plans, you know, happen exactly the way we wanted them to, um, we know that there is joy that is set before us. And so for the sake of that joy, for the sake of our trust in God, for the sake of the love that God has for us, we can endure anything because we know that Jesus is not asking more of us than he knows we can handle. So even if the moment right now is hard, um, even if we don't exactly have a plan, don't know what's next, um, we have faith, right? We have total faith that God is working in it. Something somebody said to me a few weeks ago, which was so good, 
um, was that God is doing something in this that he could not do without it, right? So sometimes God wrecks our plans because he wants to increase our reliance on him, our trust on him, our dependence on him. And so when our plans are wrecked, we're invited to trust God and lean on him in a new way. So something I've been reading recently, which is so good and cannot recommend more, is Father Jacques Philippe's Interior Freedom. And I want to read um, a a part of this uh, to you all now, um, just to close this out. There's your New York sirens. You can tell I'm back. Um, Okay, so Father Jacques Philippe says this. We also have to admit that difficulties, however hard they may be, bring not only disadvantages, but also advantages. The first advantage is that they prevent us from assuming exclusive ownership of our lives and our time. They prevent us from shutting ourselves up inside our programs, our plans, our wisdom. They liberate us from the prison of ourselves, our narrow-mindedness and narrowness of judgment. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts, says the Lord. The worst thing that could happen would be for everything to go exactly as we wanted it, for that would be the end of any growth. To be able to enter little by little into God's wisdom, infinitely more beautiful, richer, more fruitful, and more merciful than ours, our human wisdom needs a very thorough shakeup. Not to destroy it, but to raise and purify it and free it from its limitations. It is always marked by a certain measure of selfishness and pride and by lacks of faith and love. Our narrow vision needs opening up to God's wisdom. We require an in-depth renewal. Sin by its nature is narrowing. Holiness is the openness of spirit and greatness of soul. I don't know what kind of plans you are walking through at the moment. I don't know, you know, what this looks like for you. I don't know why, um, you know, you're feeling called to listen to this, but I just pray for you um, and for me and for anyone who is walking through a season of uncertainty at the moment that, you know, we can just absolutely rest in the love of God and that we can trust he is working for our good. He is working on our behalf and he desires nothing but the best for us. Um, and I pray for you. I pray for an increase in your trust and an increase in your peace. Um, and for all of us that we can just be free to live in total joy and total trust because God is right here and he's got us. Um, all right, I'm praying for you. Please pray for me and I will see you next week. Bye. so much for joining us for another episode of the Sunday Monday show. If you liked it, if you enjoyed it, if you learned something, we would be so appreciative if you shared it with a friend, shoot it in a text, post it on social media, whatever you want to do. Sharing these episodes helps more people find them. And while you're doing that, if you could rate and review these episodes, that would also be so appreciated. If you're looking for more, you can follow us on Instagram at the Sunday Monday underscore or visit us online at www.thesundaymonday.co where we have tons of articles and free resources designed to help you be bold in your faith, work, and life. Until next time, thanks so much for being here. Get back to work. I love you all. Bye. Bye.